This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome, everyone, back to the post-game broadcast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, and I am coming to you mere moments after UCLA's 17-7 loss to Arizona State. I don't know that it behooves anybody to get too micro about this game, um, so I'm going to start very big picture. Uh, this game drops UCLA to 6-4 and four on the season, uh, so the nightmare scenarios that we were thinking about preseason, like the absolute basement uh, for UCLA's uh, 2023 season, is absolutely alive. Uh, this team could indeed finish 6-6. Six and six. Um, Disaster. Absolute disaster. Uh, Chip Kelly now is 33-33. and 33. And while I don't anticipate him being fired tomorrow, um, I will say it would be a kind of perfect finish to be at 33-33. and 33. It would encapsulate, I think, beautifully this absolute nullity of an era. Um, six years in, UCLA has accomplished virtually nothing. Uh, they haven't competed for a Pac-12 title. They haven't played in even a moderately major bowl game. Like, I'm talking Alamo Bulls. I really don't. You know, Rose Bulls be nice. Uh, you know, big New Year's Six, that'd be great. But even just an Alamo Bowl, hell, a Holiday Bowl. What the heck? Um, haven't even done that. And they won't do it this year. Um, this year, it's uh, going to be an ignominious finish, uh, kind of no matter how, how it turns out at this point. I mean, I think eight and four. Uh, for a lot of people, was their low end, uh, you know, that would be disappointing. And now they have to win out and beat USC on the road next week, along with um, a Cal team that's going to be playing for a bowl probably at that point because they've got Stanford next week. Um, Yeah, there's no guarantee they're winning another game. Um, And for me, um, I think this is uh, one of those uh, games where it's just, okay, this, this should be done. Uh, I think the Chip Kelly era has run its course. And uh, for I think for UCLA to have life going into the Big Ten, for it not to be a dead man walking situation, for it not to be 
um, something where recruiting is pretty dead, where uh, fundraising is pretty dead, I think there's going to need to be a change. Um, now, I don't know if that's going to happen this week. I don't even know if it's going to happen by the end of the year. But I think this is um, the way this game unfolded, the way this game plan was put together, the way the last two weeks have gone, the way this season has gone. Um, I don't, this isn't a program that is trending upward. Um, and I, I know that's for the people who are really on board, I think that's underselling it. Um, but just putting it baldly, it, it's not trending upward, it's trending down. Um, you know, this is going to be a big, big backslide. And with the way recruiting and fundraising for recruiting is going uh, for football, um, it is hard to anticipate um, a big shift in a positive direction. That's just, uh, those are as, that's as close as I can get to saying this factually, but this is indeed my opinion. Uh, this should be over. Um, the game itself was a uh, absolutely hilarious uh, but miserable experience, kind of dependent on how your worldview is. Um, I found the game very funny. Um, it was, for much of the game, it was akin to that Illinois-UCLA game that opened my uh, student my student uh, UCLA watching career in 2003. Um, it was uh, just an absolutely disastrous offensive performance. Um, multiple turnovers on downs. Um, uh, First, I mean, just a, another, uh, I think, knock against Trip Kelly. That game plan was not a game plan to win this game. It just wasn't. Uh, UCLA threw the ball, dropped back to throw the ball um, 24 times, if you include the sacks as dropbacks. Uh, there were only 58 plays in this game. That is absurd. Absolutely absurd with Colin Schley at quarterback. So I already thought, UCLA, even with Ethan Garbers or Dante Moore at quarterback, should have been doing something like 40-20 splits. Like, it should have been 2-1 to one, run the ball. With Colin Schley at quarterback, this should have been borderline triple option. Like, this should have been, you throw the ball on obvious, obvious passing downs, but even then, consider the possibility of going twice with the run game. UCLA average, their sack-adjusted rushing yard average was 6.2 yards per rush. There is a live and beautiful world where UCLA easily wins this game if they just commit to the running game and commit to it throughout the game, not just on fourth down where it's obvious what you're going to run, but on all of the downs. Uh, instead, we got Colin Schley throwing the ball 18 times, and frankly, it wasn't as bad as it could have been, but there was lots of inaccuracy. And there was a real way to wear down this ASU defense, and it involved running the ball a ton. Instead, we saw Carson Steele only carry the ball 11 times, TJ Harden only carry it seven times, Keegan Jones only carry it three times. They were absurdly effective. I mean, TJ Harden was running the ball really well. Keegan Jones, every time he touched the ball, it felt explosive. Um, and we just we didn't see enough of it. And, uh, you know, it was predictable. I mean, we joked about it pregame. They're going to throw the ball a ton, even if it's Schley. And, uh, yeah, they did. Um, and, yes, they connected on some passes. Sure did. Um, but uh, this this offense could not consistently move the ball, could not consistently create explosive plays, and uh, obviously had its massive, massive, massive issues in the red zone uh, continue in this game. Um defensively, I didn't think it was a good performance relative to what ASU was doing. All right, so let's start there. Uh, 
You had on one side uh, offensive coordinator in Chip Kelly, who's uh, running some mad scientist experiment, trying to prove to somebody, some ephemeral being, that he can still, uh, I don't know, innovate or something. I don't know. I don't care. It's not interesting to me. Uh, on the other side, you have Kenny Dillingham being a complete nerd about trying to win this game to the point where he is running a friggin' tight end at quarterback, putting a running back at quarterback, running like 15 swinging gate plays, um, burning off a minute and 30 seconds of clock by just continuing to take penalty after penalty after penalty, sacrificing 20 yards of field position, which didn't even really work. But it was a guy so committed to trying to win this game that he didn't care how it looked. And so you saw just absurd things like a tight end throwing the football, a running back throwing the football, just attempting to get PIs downfield with deep shots. Like, this is the kind of stuff, it's not pretty, it's not exquisite, it's not, oh, this really intricate formation that we're trying to do. It's just football where you're trying to win a game. Like, there's a Mick Cronin thing that he said last year that really, really resonated with me because it's something I've always held to be true. There's always a way to win a game. Sometimes that path is pretty narrow. Sometimes that window requires you to do something very perfectly that you can't. But there's a game plan that you can create to win a game. What I saw from Kenny Dillingham tonight was a guy who was trying to win this game. What I saw from Chip Kelly was a guy who was trying to do something weird with his offense and maybe put something cool on film that he can talk about at clinics this offseason. Like, that's what I saw. I didn't see anything that was, oh, you know, uh, we're, we're committed to doing whatever it takes to win this game because whatever it took to win this game was embracing Colin Schley's strengths and running the ball like 55 times, uh, and they didn't do that. Um, and the end result was a 17-7 loss. Um, now, okay, that all said, defensively, I thought it was a poor game for UCLA because, as I just said, ASU was throwing a tight end out there at quarterback. They were throwing a running back out there at quarterback, and they were throwing a guy in Trenton Bourget who's their third-string quarterback who's on one foot. Every time he got hit, every time he had to make a cut, you saw him come up limping because his ankle is held together by like a thread right now. And instead, we saw the defense struggle to consistently dominate this team. And this is a defense that has built its reputation on being dominant against teams that are one-dimensional. Um, this was a pretty one-dimensional Arizona State team in theory, but UCLA allowed them to uh, find another dimension. And, you know, it was, I mean, was it bad? No. I mean, they only allowed 3.6 yards per play, but they allowed some drives. That that 14 play, oh, let, me, let me get the full stats on it. They had a 14 play, 99 yard touchdown drive that took seven minutes and 11 seconds off the clock. I mean, you know what kind of game you're in and you can't get off the field against a team with this, with this injury riddled roster. I mean, I'll remind you, Utah beat this team 55 to three last week, and uh, and UCLA couldn't get them off the field on a 14 play drive. That's not good defense either. Um, and then on the final drive, they were joking on the broadcast. I don't even know if they were joking. I think they might have actually believed this that UCLA let them score at the end. I don't think they let them score. Um, if they did, that was foolish uh, because the game was over. If they let them score a touchdown. Uh, no, it was just bad tackling and uh, and bad defense. And 
you know, I think uh, Chip Kelly uh, decided to uh, 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 get defensive when we asked him about the uh, disunity stuff this week. That does not look like a together team. Uh, you got Grayson Murphy once again picking up an unsportsmanlike for something stupid. Um, and you've got a defense that looked like it kind of quit at different points. Like, they looked like they, uh, this is, I mean, and uh, look, I don't blame them. It's it's hard when you've got your head coach calling an offense that's not designed to win. Um, and uh, that's, um, I imagine that's immensely frustrating. But, yeah, it doesn't look like a together team, and that happens. I mean, Chip Kelly was right when he said that happens when you lose. I'm not saying there's something unique about UCLA's locker room, but uh, there's not something unique about this locker room. It's not like there's like this exceptional culture that's going to get them through six and four seasons where it's extremely disappointing, where they've brought in a bunch of transfers on the auspices that they were going to be big factors, and then they turn out not to be. That creates culture problems. I mean, let's just be real. Um, so... Anyway, uh, end result, it was a miserable performance for UCLA. Uh, credit to ASU. I thought they, uh, Kenny Dillingham, you know, for one game at least, uh, that was an exceptional performance and a guy who was, who was designing a game plan to win a game, and that's all you can ask. But uh, I think for UCLA, for Chip Kelly, uh, this is, uh, if not the end of the line, this is a uh, certainly a, a whew, this has got to be one of those uh, one of those turning points uh, for the program, and not in a good way. All right. Well, that's it for me. Uh, we'll be back again this week uh, in advance of USC, and uh, stay, hang it, hang in there, UCLA fans. Uh, there will be better times ahead. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.